Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I am your host for today's show, Aaron Richards. I'm actually a solo host this morning for one of the first times in a long time, and that's okay. Um, I'm recording here from the illustrious Damascus Media Studio, and like I said, you know, Beyond Damascus is the show where encounter meets mission. St. Paul... On his way to Damascus, he encountered the Lord Jesus in a powerful way. Remember, it was a it was a blinding light on the road that transformed his life forever. And here at Damascus in Centerburg, Ohio, that's the that's the the, the ministry that we're about. We want to introduce um, people to an encounter with Jesus that 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 transforms the the direction, the trajectory of their life. And friends, I know and you know that uh, the fruit of true powerful encounter with Jesus is always mission, right? Mission and encounter, they cannot be separated. And uh, today's show is going to be awesome. We are we are hot on the tails of uh, what has been an amazing conference here at Damascus, first of its kind that I've ever heard of, even in a Catholic context. Um, it was called our Create Conference. We partnered with an organization um, called the Song Lab out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we had we had seventy five, eighty people here for the for the week, um, and our purpose was opening our hearts to the creative power of God and um, coming together to write new music for the church. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So uh, I'll share about it in a little bit. We got to open the show with prayer. Let's do it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, we love that you are so creative. We love that you are so fun to be with. We love that you are so fun to live with. Sometimes we can get dragged down by uh, negative experience or by frustration or by um, just getting wrapped up in the in the day to day. Jesus, we want to remind ourselves this morning that you love to create, you love new things, you love adventure, God, and you love to share that with us, your sons and daughters. So Jesus, we say yes to every word of inspiration that you have in store for us in today's show. Um, we say yes, Lord, to every word of conviction that you have for us as we speak about um, pouring in and saying yes and uh, doing what it takes to open ourselves, to avail ourselves to your creative spirit. And Jesus, we say yes to all of the new ways that you want to transform the world in and through us and our witness. We pray this all in Jesus' name, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, as you know, usually I'm joined by one of my uh, amazing professional co-hosts here in studio, either Dan or Brad. And um, like I said, today I am I am solo today, but uh, a special thanks to our friends at St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio for carrying this show uh, on their local networks and across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network. We couldn't do this without them. Um, like I said, guys, it, it is it has been a it's been a it's been a wild week. Um, Brad and Dan and myself, we work here at this place in Centerburg, Ohio, called Damascus. I work here as our executive director, and um, 
one of my roles, uh, a, a major blessing in my life over the past couple of years has been to work closely with our creative department. Our creative department is the group that's sort of in charge of putting out all of the content that, that becomes the, the public face of Damascus, you know, through our social media feeds, through, we used to have a blog. You can probably still find it if you search hard enough, unless Jotham's erased it. Uh, uh, we, um, through our, you know, through all of the photo and video that we produce on, on YouTube. And um, one of the coolest things that's happened in the last couple of years has been that God has convicted us again of a story that he began telling when we were just a baby summer camp back in 2003. We, um, Catholic Youth Summer Camp began in 2001. You've probably heard this story a million times. As a parish ministry at St. Andrew Parish in Columbus here in Ohio. And uh, we were a glorified vacation Bible school at that time. It was it was good stuff. Um, and uh, that first year, I, I believe God spoke to me powerfully, maybe for the first time in my life in a way that I was able to understand. And he 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 instilled in me a vision for what this summer camp, um, which would eventually become Damascus, uh, you know, spoiler alert, um, could be for the church. And within those first year, two years of our ministry, God was, God was convicting our hearts of the way that he wanted to touch young people through this camp. And one of the, one of the really powerful ways that that began to happen was through an understanding of what he wanted to do through worship. Um, I was not a musician at the time. Uh, our worship at Catholic Youth Summer Camp was um, limited to playing Awesome God on a tape deck on repeat. Which, oh man, those were good days. Those were good days. Uh, we had hand motions and everything. And within a couple years, uh, our, our, our leadership team sort of came to the, came to the realization that, that in order to continue to grow in the way that God wanted us to, we needed to invest in, in worship. And um, that was the year that I learned how to play guitar and started leading worship for our team. And I was our, uh, I, although I didn't have a title, I was our lead um, music worship leader for about the last 15 years. And then um, just a, a couple years back, had the amazing opportunity to uh, raise up and to bring on and to kind of coach and direct and supervise our our worship department here at Damascus. So uh, you've, you've heard him before here on the show, uh, our good friend Joseph Schleter, who works now as our worship director here at Damascus. And um, it has been one of the most spectacular moves of God that I think I've, I've experienced in this place. Just last night we had, I don't know, we had probably 600 people here at Damascus um, on, the, on the tail end of, of the great COVID-19 pandemic. All of us were safe, I assure you. And uh, it, it, we gathered for a night of worship called The Outpouring. Um, it, it, it is amazing to see what happens when, as a church, we orient ourselves solely toward displaying the beauty and the greatness of God. You know, I, I, don't, know, I don't know about you, but I grew up kind of with a mentality that my worship was my participation, my work in the liturgy, right? And that that was going to change depending on how I am equipped, right? Of how I feel. And some days that I would I would come to mass and I would be I would be ready to sit back and 
um, we have such a great, rich Catholic tradition of of contemplative prayer and meditative prayer. And I think sometimes that we sort of make excuses for ourselves that um, when, you know when I uh, when I'm tired, that's an invitation to contemplative prayer. <laughs> and um, what what we're learning here at Damascus and what the church has known for generations is that worship doesn't depend on me. Worship is uh, worship is a relationship with God. Worship is a display of our affection toward Him. Um, I, I hear it said all the time, whether by Joseph or Brad here at Damascus, that worship it comes from the word worth, right? The same root of the word worth to give God worth. We don't we don't give God worth. We declare His worth, and God's worth doesn't change based on my perspective and um, my my level of awakeness and awareness and readiness. Uh, and and I think our, our our liturgy, our Catholic liturgy, which is the highest form of worship, um, it's oriented toward giving God worth, declaring God's worth, and it's also oriented toward receiving um, from the Lord at the table of the Lord. Right? We gather at the table of the Lord to receive the the the, the body and blood of Jesus. Um. So that I, I don't mean to I don't mean to form any comparison here by what I'm saying, but what I mean to say is that as Catholics, sometimes it can benefit us to come into an environment where the expectation is that regardless of what you're bringing in today, you're going to pour out everything for this next X amount of time, right? We're going to pour out everything, our whole heart, to declare God's goodness for the next hour, for the next thirty minutes. And in just what I, I don't know, what I've seen in my own life is that that can be completely transformative. And, um, and that's what we saw last night here at the outpouring. If you want to check out uh, outpouring events in the future, I don't know when you're listening to this. I'll risk dating myself. I know we've got another one coming up in May 2021. We've got one coming up in July 2021. Um, check, out, uh, check out the uh, Damascus, Damascus, Columbus um, Damascus, Ohio, social media feeds. I think our, our title is Damascus Mission on Instagram. Um, check it out. Join us. Bring your friends. Bring your family. It's an amazing opportunity to dive in. Um, we're going to dive in here. Uh, friends, this is going to be a spectacular show, even though we don't have the amazing Brad and Dan with us today. Um, why can I say that in such confidence? Because I've got two amazing guests who are going to be joining after this first break. Before we head there, I, I want to I want to root us in scripture, and here's one that um, that that will affirm that message. If you think I'm just I'm just making this stuff up, I am not. Okay, I don't remember the first time that I heard this this uh, sermon, but Mark chapter eleven verses twelve through twenty five ish. We've got we've got a funny thing going on. Okay. Um, Jesus and his, his apostles are, are leaving Bethany, and uh, we see that in verse 12, Jesus is hungry. Okay, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit on it. When he reached it, when he, reached it he found nothing but leaves. Why? Because it was not the season for figs. Okay, if, if, uh, if you have a fruit tree in your yard, you understand this. In the springtime, we get lots of leaves, but it takes like eight months for apples to come. Okay, then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say this. Okay, uh, a short couple verses, kind of a weird couple verses. But I want to suggest to us this, okay? 
Jesus alone has the authority, the right to call us to bear fruit when we don't feel like it. Okay? This parable of the fig tree is it's uh, an invitation to us, maybe a strongly worded invitation to us, that we as Christians, we as Catholics, we have a responsibility to bear fruit whether we like it or not. Right? Why? Because we, because we carry the name of Jesus. Because we carry the name of, of Christian. That our ability to bear fruit, it doesn't depend on our natural ability anymore. Our ability to bear fruit is uh, it's a result of our capacity to say yes to a God who can do the impossible in us. Okay? Th- that's where we start today. If... If you've uh, if you're if you're challenged by my words on worship, of coming in and um, this being about God primarily, right? If you're if you're challenged by the by the idea that maybe um, you know this create conference that that there should be some expectation that I'm creating some something whether it be music or otherwise for the kingdom, right? If you're challenged by this by this uh, story from the gospel. Uh, let it be known that you have, friends, the power, the authority. You have what it takes to transform your family, to transform your workplace, to see your own life transformed. Why? Not because of your own natural ability, but because of the strength and the love and the care and the attention and the trust that the God, the creator of the universe, that, that, that he has in you. All right? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, like I said, I've got two incredible guests who are going to be joining us here. Um, They are fellow missionaries, not at Damascus, um, but they are are living the life, the call of the gospel in a a radical way. Um, I I met these two over the last, I I met one of them a couple years ago, and then the other, I don't want to reveal too much, the other just uh, a couple months back. And you're going to be, you're going to be blown away um, by their story. So I can't wait to share. Friends, thank you for joining us for Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. We'll be right back in just a couple moments. EWTN, teaching the truth. In seeking to cultivate a devotion to the mother of God, we are simply acknowledging her as the mother of all Christians, our spiritual mother in the faith, and the preeminent Christian disciple. We want to imitate her virtues, uh, follow her in her devotion to Christ. When she said, be it done to me according to thy word, do whatever he tells you, and ask for her prayers and intercessions. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. When I begin my prayer time, I always enter into it with the expectation that God wants to teach me something. And it has to start with my willingness to share my heart with God, not just say words at him. So whether I'm using more formal prayers or a more conversational style of prayer, I have to bring my heart and my life and my real self to God. And by having that dialogue, we're able to enter into a deeper relationship, and he's able to show me how to use all the events of my life to draw closer to him. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I am pumped for today's show. In the first segment, we were talking about kind of what's going on here at Damascus, and here it is in a nutshell, okay? You are called to a life poured out. 
Here at Damascus, we this this past week we we hosted a conference called Create, where we welcomed a ministry known as Song Lab from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, an amazing team, uh, um, Meredith and Michael Malden, and uh, their friend Karen and Bo Maddox from Upper Room were all here with us for the last three days. They uh, they helped us to um, to be invited into a process of creating music, not from a place of um, performance, but from a place of of absolute just worship and honor of God. And um, I'm very excited that two of my uh, friends, their names are Mark and Lily. Mark and Lily were able to join us today. Um, They were here with us on today's conference. So I want to welcome here to Beyond Damascus, Mark and Lily. Welcome to today's show, friends. I'm excited that you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet, friends. Um, So uh, first of all, tell me where you're from. Um, We are both living in Kansas City right now. Okay. Yay. Kansas City is awesome. And what are you doing in Kansas City? We are full-time missionaries traveling the country um, with a couple different ministries, John Paul II Healing Center and Church on Fire, and just helping to bring God's spirit. Yeah. Yes. And um, I guess it uh, it would I would be amiss to not mention the fact that we have a third guest here in studio <laughs> uh, with us as well. Lily has Lily's carrying a little baby. How old is that little bundle of joy in your yes. tummy? Yeah, so I'm 37 weeks pregnant right now. So the due date happens to be April 4th, which many of you know is Easter Sunday. Yeah. Um. So we'll see when he pops out. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um. <laughs> praise the Lord. So, uh, guys, you're awesome. Um. I, I just I, I want to brag on you a little bit. So, uh, the John Paul II Healing Institute, um, is. Uh, an amazing organization, an amazing apostolate operating out of Tallahassee, Florida. And um, I have known Dr. Bob and Bart Schutz for a long time. Uh, If you're not familiar with their work, man, drop whatever you're doing, turn off this radio show and jump on Amazon and buy Be Healed by (laughs) Dr. Bob. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will be worth spending the next two weeks going through it. yeah, their work is transforming the church in powerful ways. And I don't know, at some point, Bart got hooked up with you guys to provide music for his re- his retreats. Yeah, yeah, it's it was crazy. We we met in Kansas City a number of years ago. And yeah, it was just insane. We I, I only did one song at the event, but it, it just, the spirit moved so powerfully um, and, Bart and I just really connected. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. The rest is kind of history. So I attended an event here in Newark, Ohio, a couple couple weeks ago. And uh, I, I, I didn't make it to the first session, but some good friends of mine did. And the report that I got at the end of the night was the music was so anointed. It, it, you, you will be so excited. It, it's, it's just like, you know, it's just like what we experienced, um, what we experienced here at Damascus. They must have an amazing music ministry at St. Francis. And I was like, I, I'm going to go check that out. So I was, I was scheduled to be there the next day. And, um, and you guys, you guys led so beautifully and your heart, it's so clear that your hearts are, are so in love with and sold out for Jesus. And, um, uh, I was, yeah, I was really proud. And then when, uh, when you came down from the, from the choir loft at, 
uh, at St. Francis, Mark, you and I remembered that we, I guess you remembered more than I, <laughs> that we actually met a couple years ago at a conference in Kansas City. Yeah. And, um, and it's it's just been it's been great to to reconnect and to and to see what God's doing in your life. Um, awesome. So Beyond Damascus is the show where encounter meets mission, and uh, kind of the, the the way that we understand it and the way that we live it here on this show is that we we realize that um, Jesus never calls us into a powerful encounter unless He wants to call us into mission. Right? Uh, that that mission and mission and encounter are tied, and likewise. You can't serve as a missionary if you've not had an encounter with the person of Jesus, yeah. right? Or else you yeah. just, yeah. or else you just work in a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I know, um, having having seen the way that you minister, having seen the way that you love um, love Jesus and love each other, that uh, that your ministry is absolutely rooted in those in those intimate moments of of love with Jesus. So. Mm. Uh, I wondered if we could we could just start your time here with us by sharing um, maybe one and then the other uh, your first and significant encounter with Jesus mm-hmm. and how he launched you into a life of mission. Yeah, yeah, I can go first. Um, so uh, it's beautiful because what I remember is when I was little, maybe like three, four years old, I. Uh, was just in love with Jesus. Like I danced around my house and would just sing uh, spontaneous songs. And I had this image of Jesus, like this picture frame that had um, a picture of Jesus's face. Um, and I just remember just really connecting to that image in my house and just really connecting with the person of Jesus. Um, but then growing up um, after that, I feel like I kind of lost sight of of Jesus in my life and other things kind of took the forefront, whether that be friends or um, just schooling and just feeling like I had to achieve, achieve, achieve and strive to get good grades. Um, And going into high school around my sophomore year is when I um, hit a low point um, and I was, you know, stuck in a a depression um, and just um, not in a place of, of freedom um, but I was invited to a Steubenville, Ohio, um, youth conference, yeah. which was a summer conference. You might be familiar. Um, and during the, the weekend, there's, um, a time of adoration and they have worship and there's a gathering of, you know, around like a thousand other, other youth there from different, um, places around the country. Um, and it was really there that I experienced like the presence of the Lord, so strongly um, during one of the nights. And um, I just really felt like called to surrender um, the things I'd been struggling with and um, and just like the sins that were weighing me down at the point that I was at. Yeah. Um, and so I just really encountered the presence of God. And then it really led me to be drawn to go to confession. Um, and Previous to that, I've only been to confession behind a screen. Yeah. And so me in high school um, was expecting the same experience there. But as I walked into the chapel where they were having the priests um, sitting down with people, they were, you know, just face to face. And I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm going to leave. And something just kept me there and kept me in the line. Um, and so I... I went up to the priest and my head was down the whole time. I did not want to look into his eyes. Um, 
but I just, I poured out my heart and for the first time just like confessed everything just Mm. from the bottom of my heart. And I meant like every word of it. And I finally looked up at him and his eyes were just so piercing, these big blue eyes and his smile was so gentle. Um, And I just saw Jesus in him just so clearly and everything, like all the walls in my heart just broke down. And that kind of released me um, to really start being more of a leader in my youth group. Um, And then um, just going into into music and worship was kind of partnered with that. Um, I had a teacher in eighth grade who brought her guitar to school every day. Mm-hmm. And that kind of ex- inspired me to to learn guitar. And then I started leading worship at my youth group. Um, and then my my father actually was a music director at the parish where I, you know, was at youth group. And so I had the code to get into the church. Yes. And so I would go in there and just um, sit at the piano and just play and just like, lay on the floor and just be in the presence of Jesus. And just that was a season of time for me where I just grew um, in my intimacy with Jesus and my relationship with him. Um, And so after high school, um, Mark will share a little bit too after that, but we met during um, Net Ministries. We we served with Net Ministries, um, which is a missionary organization based out of Minnesota, um, and I was on a travel team where we got to do youth um, retreats for middle school and high school students um, around the U.S. So that was another launch, launching point for me um, into mission and into just serving Jesus and serving yeah. the Lord um, and just building friendship with Him. That's and so it's, sweet. Yeah, it's been so amazing. But we'll share more of how our stories have collided yeah, as well. A couple, couple things. Um, it's just so, yeah, oh, that story is amazing. So, um I love hearing stories of authentic encounter um, in uh, here's, here's two takeaways that I have. Number one, um, parents, grandparents, if you're listening to today's show, um, please force your kids to do holy things, right? Send, send your sons and daughters to a Steubenville conference, send them to Catholic youth summer camp. Um, I, I, I hear this so many times in testimony that you know, I, I guess you probably weren't fighting going to a conference, but, um, you know, one of the statistics that we like to toss around here, it was developed in relationship with dynamic Catholic is that by within 10 years of their confirmation, five out of six kids will have left the practice of the Catholic faith. And of the one that remains 89% of those identify it was an event. It was some kind of a, um, summer camp. It was a conference. It was something that took me out of my status quo that, actually inspired me with the grace to continue moving forward. And it sounds like it was a Steubenville conference for you. Yes. And um, Steubenville, oh man, the Steubenville conferences are doing such a great thing of hitting so such a wide audience. Um, but whether it's a Steubenville conference, whether it's, uh, whether it's a focus conference, whether it's one of the conferences or retreats or summer camps here at Damascus, you know, it's so critical that we, that we give our, our family, our friends, the opportunity to... Uh, have that invitation to say yes to him. That that's so good. And my my second thought was, oh my gosh, praise the Lord that you had such a powerful experience in the in the sacrament of confession, and um and what a witness that that eighth grade teacher even had in just you know in in an outward expression 
of her expression of faith right? and how that, how that transformed you even as a little kiddo. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, you know, as a youth minister, even I used to ask, how is it that I can witness most effectively to my kids? And maybe it's just bringing your guitar to school, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, in a way that inspired something amazing. So praise God. All right, Mark, you're up. All righty. <clears throat> so for me, I, my parents both converted to the Catholic faith. Um, when my older brother was one or two, he's three years older than me. And so I was the first kid baptized as a baby in the yeah. Catholic faith. How many, how many kiddos are in your family? I'm five. Wow. So I'm second to five. Okay. Yeah. And I grew up just like, I knew a lot about the faith. I knew everything intellectually, but my my heart just, it didn't know him. Um, And so I went along like the first good portion of my life, just not actually knowing God, but I knew about him. I knew like everything about him, but I I didn't know him personally. Um, And the summer after my eighth grade year, I also went to a Steubenville conference and it just radically transformed my life. I, for the first time during adoration, I, I actually experienced his love in a tangible way. Like it moved my heart and I, I never wanted to go back again. Like I I remember the feeling of what it, like what it felt like before knowing him. And it was just so lonely Mm. and so dark, but then meeting him, everything turned so bright and it turned just so tangibly good. You know, I, I, seeing his eyes for me just shifted everything. Um, and I remember coming back from that conference and I was like, mom, you got to teach me guitar. Cause she played guitar uh, yeah. like way back in the day, back in college and stuff. Um, and I was like, mom, you have to teach me guitar. I want to be able to like sing these songs that I heard at the Steubenville conference. She was like, okay. And she teaches me like the first chord and within five minutes, she taught me the entire key of G uh-huh. and I could just strum and sing with it. And I started leading worship at my church a couple weeks later. I'm uh-huh. um, doing the youth mass. I got in charge of it, was in charge of that for like four years. Um, and the Lord just started pouring himself out over me. I, I remember just spending one, two, three hours a day just in his presence in my room. I didn't think anyone could hear me. Now I know everyone could hear me in the house. <laughs> God bless them. That that was, yeah, yeah, I was loud. So, it, but it was awesome. And that that's really where I got to know him intimately. It was just those, that secret time with him in, just in my bedroom. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just did that my freshman year, my sophomore year of high school, my junior year of high school, um, when it hit my senior year of high school, um, my older brother, he was a seminarian for my diocese. He got, he got diagnosed with a uh, rare form of brain cancer, and that mm-hmm. kind of just took my family for, for a hit. Um, and I didn't really know how to take it. Um, and at the time, I kind of, I, I just blamed the Lord. You know, like I I asked him, like, why are you doing this, Lord? Like, what, why did you give my brother cancer? Um, and ha- happily, he he worked through it. He went in remission um, but I, there was this seed of doubt that God was actually good in my heart when that happened. And I just let it fester and I let it grow. Um, and it, it just wasn't good. Um, and I kept like getting to know the Lord in other ways, but there was still a part of me that didn't believe he was fully good. Yeah. Um, and that went on for years. Um, and I eventually made my way to net ministries after doing a year of community college. Um, just cause I felt called to mission and to live for him more fully. And when I was at their training, which is about six weeks in the summer, I, it was 
one of the last weeks of training, I got a call from my mom and my brother had been rushed to the hospital again. He was at mm. seminary in Nebraska and the cancer was back. And it was just this crazy whirlwind of a year of me going back and forth from mission to family, mission to family, mission to family. Yeah. Um, and he ended up passing away that January. And I just remember not knowing what to do with my heart. I, I, I was just so angry at the Lord, but also like I loved him dearly, you know, and I, I just I didn't know what to make sense of it. And through this long journey that I've had to go through, like he's so good, but I didn't believe it. And so I, I just struggled that year just asking, like, Lord, are you really good? Because mm-hmm. if you're good, I want nothing else but to live for you. But if you're not good, what am I doing with my life right now? You know? And that year, there were so many times, so many experiences with him where I would just be like on the floor of a chapel or the floor of a church, just crying my eyes out. And he would just minister to me. He would just be with me. He would hold me. And he showed me his goodness. And he spoke to me so many times like, Mark, I'm so sorry that happened to you and your family. Mm -hmm. That was not my intention. My intention was for life, for your brother. I had I had so much purpose for his life. And I, I think a lot of the time as as Catholics, we we can easily look at death and be like, oh, God wanted that person to die. Yeah. But because we are living in a fallen world, death comes a lot of the time when it's not his intention. And like we don't need to blame him for anything. We don't need to blame anyone for anything. Blame just makes things heavy. It just it's from the evil one. You know, Jesus came to bring life and for us to have it abundantly. And that's something that I didn't know at the time, but something that the Lord has been fighting for me for. He's fought for my heart so powerfully, and he is so good. He's good and only good in his nature, and I know that now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I just want to speak that to whoever's listening right now. Like, God is good. He is so good. And anything bad that has happened in your life mm. was not of him, and he's there to show you his goodness. And when it seems like there's a cloud of doubt or a cloud of negativity, any sort of thing that seems bad, he's not living in that. He's living in the goodness and he has a promise right next to that negative thing that he wants to show you. And he just wants to show you his goodness in such a new way and for you to experience that right now. Amen. We receive that. God, whoever you're speaking to right now, we pray that you would bless that and uh, and that and that we would just be, we would be hit by a wave of your of your providence, of your goodness, of your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thanks for sharing that, Mark and and Lily. And what a what a spectacular just witness to the fact that God pulls us um, in so many different and varied ways. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of I was mentioning at the beginning of the show that um, we are we are called to participate in God's work of creation, not because necessarily we are ready for it or we deserve it, but Precisely because that's like that's that's his um, his destiny for us is to participate as co-creators with him, and uh, I know in a in a particular way in music, um, in in writing songs of worship, in writing you know in writing in general that there's when when we when we have the opportunity to to put our um, intimate relationship with him on a page. Right to put it into words, something something spectacular happens. Let me, tell me. So both of you shared kind of the um, the way that God called you into 
into music personally. How has God called you into a ministry of worship as a couple? Mm. Good question. Um, so we met du- uh, during Net Ministries, and we started dating long distance after for about seven months. Yeah. Um, and then we both decided to transfer to Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas. Um, and we we both knew we were meant to do music full-time, do, do mission, do ministry, but we thought we needed a backup plan. Yeah. And so we went to college, um, but when we got there, all the peace that we had with going there left. Like immediately when getting in the city limits. <laughs> yeah, Like in separate cars at different times, different days. It was crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so we were like, oh, are we supposed to be here? I don't, I don't, you know, we don't have peace anymore. Like, what are you saying, Jesus? What are you saying? Um, and we really heard it clearly. I want you to leave and pursue music full time. Wow. And we had the decision to make because he said, you can stay and I will bless you here. But if you leave, I will bless you abundantly mm-hmm. and I have a plan for you and I will provide for you. Yikes. That's you a know? scary call. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so we had the decision to make of, are we going to leave? And so we decided to leave after three weeks of being on campus. Mm-hmm. And then we, um, got connected with Bart Schutz from the JP2 Healing Center. Yeah. Shortly after that, Mark did yeah, a, an event week. for him. Yeah. Um, previous. And so we emailed him, got connected. He invited us to um, Miami for an uh, event um, for us to do worship yeah. at the event. Um, yeah. And that's where we met like Dr. Bob and yes. everyone else from JP2 Healing Center. And it just, it radically transformed our lives. Yeah. It, they yeah. are just such a beautiful ministry, such beautiful people. And we just, the entire time we were there, we were like, oh my gosh, how awesome would it be to be able to do another retreat with these guys? We were thinking like, oh, like we got to do this one retreat, but we're probably not going to be able to like be asked to come back yeah. for another one anytime yeah. soon. You know, like they probably mm-hmm. have a whole list of people they want to work with. Um, and we left and we got a call from someone from the ministry and they're like, we love you guys. We're like, we love you guys too. And they're like, do you want to do more stuff with us? We're like, yeah, uh, that's the best. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, we came on as missionaries and we're missionaries under JP2 Healing Center for two years. And mm-hmm. just recently in December, we are no longer missionaries under them, but still helping them with their missions, still mm-hmm. going to a lot of the retreats and yeah, helping another ministry as well. Church on Fire, which is Bart Schutz's ministry yeah. that he's starting up right now. And it's, yeah. it's so fun. So um, to Beyond Damascus is the show where Encounter meets Mission. And I don't think I could have put it any more beautifully and simply than you guys have identified here that it was it was um truly from it was as a fruit of that encounter with Jesus in different yeah. different ways on different paths that each of you um felt both uh, i guess a calling and then an equipping to mm-hmm. be able to actually do yeah. now what your life's oriented towards so mm-hmm. um what what i guess in addition to working retreats, like what does that look like? Um, Cause the two of you now kind of, uh, do you have a, do you have a name for the, for the missionary team that you are? Uh, what's, what's the deal? How can, how can we learn about you and, and support you and get on board? Yeah. So like Mark said, um, we ended our time as missionaries with JP2 Healing Center, but um, we took on the fundraising side ourselves. So we um, raise support through patreon.com, yeah. um, which is a beautiful platform for people to have a support team. Um, usually they give on a monthly basis to um, our mission, our missionary family. Um, and so we're based out of Kansas City, but we do travel out to the events um, usually one to three times a month. 
Um, but other than that, we do um, a lot of ministry online. Yeah. Um, and so we have a YouTube channel. Um, we put music out under the name Simple Offering. It's yes. like our artist name. Um, just to bless people and just to empower the church um, and just bring healing um, through music. Um, so you can find us like on Spotify, iTunes, wherever yeah. you stream music. Um, if you look up Simple Offering, um, that's how you can kind of find us and um, and yeah. if you're interested in, in supporting. Yeah. Okay. So Simple Offering, wherever you can download music. And how do we, how do we if anyone feels inspired, how do we find your Patreon page? Um, it would be patreon.com slash simple offering. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash simple offering. Okay, you guys are amazing. Uh, we we, we kind of started the show um, in opening to this idea in light of the fact that we just hosted the Create Conference here that mm-hmm. uh, that God wants to partner with us in expressing... Um, one of the most fundamental attributes of his character, which is which is that that creativity, and um, I wonder if you could maybe witness what it's been like m- moving from a place of playing music to actually creating music. Yeah, and kind of what that what mm-hmm. that process has been for you. If you want to even share some testimony about this weekend, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I I just love to love to hear that that part of your story. Yeah, for for me, I. When I got back from my first Steubenville conference, I didn't know it, but the Lord had filled me with his spirit in a new, tangible way. And I didn't really have language for that. Yeah. Um, but I got back and like I learned guitar in five minutes, which was insane. And then like everything else just like happened. No one taught me anything else after that. Like I my mom taught me the key of G and I've I know everything else that I've learned has just come through his spirit. Yeah. Um and those times when I was just sitting in my room like I was talking about earlier, when I was just worshiping him, there were days where I would write like five songs in a uh-huh. day in like in a week, like 20, 25 songs would just come out. And like, he just had anointed me to, to write. And it's funny. Cause I, I wasn't confident in my writing ability. Yeah. I was like, I believe this lie that like, Oh, I'm not a writer. Cause I'm not good at, I wasn't good at like English class or stuff like that. I wasn't someone mm-hmm. who was like really good at school, but I was writing music and it was moving my heart and it was something that I just found very intimate with his heart. It was just Mm. an intimate time with his heart that I just got to sit there and be with him and be real with where my heart was at. If I was hurting, I could tell him I was hurting. If I was just wanting to just be like, God, you're so good. Even when I don't like see it, you know, I just got to be able to say that I got to be able to express myself in like a new fashion in a place of freedom and, yeah, there was just like nothing like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Lily, do you have a similar experience or is writing something more n- newer to you? Um, It's it's pretty similar. When I started learning guitar, uh-huh. um, that's when I started, you know, venturing out into the songwriting world. Um, but it's I've heard this um, analogy, I think from Ed Sheeran, who's a pop artist, Yeah. Um, where you turn on a faucet and just imagine like muddy water coming out at first, but the longer you keep it running, the more clear it becomes. That is great. And so that's how I look at songwriting is like just you doing it a lot. You, you start to learn like more and more and you start to um, just like get better, honestly get better at it. And, and the good stuff starts to come out. Um, So yeah, I just, you know, kept doing it. And when me and Mark started writing music together, I feel like that's when, um, it really just started to click for me. Yeah. yeah, it came alive. 
It came that's, alive. That's awesome. Um, I don't know all of the stuff that you've released, but is most of the thing is is most of the music that we'll find on YouTube or Spotify is is most of that original for you guys? Yeah, so everything on Spotify is original, and then everything on YouTube as well is just spontaneous moments. We just we yeah. love just getting to record little moments of us just praising the Lord spontaneously and prophetically, uh, and so that's all just yeah, it's that's all awesome. Yeah. So I can't I can't encourage you enough. Check them out online. Um, if you uh, if you like what you're what you've heard out of out of Damascus here, they've got a they've got a very similar heart, um, and uh, I just want to continue to lift them lift these guys up as a couple. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Here's one one final question. Um, have you share with me uh, any any testimony or testimonies that you've heard of an individual who's who's been powerfully impacted mm-hmm. um, by the ministry that you guys provide? Yeah, there. There's this one story that's that's on my heart. Um, we see a lot of physical healing happen all across the country, um, and we were in. I think it was. It was either Austin or Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't know why I'm getting those mixed up in my head right now, but there was this lady who had been in a car accident yeah, and her hip was shoved out of place. And so one of her legs was significantly shorter than the other, like by like three, four inches. And she had trouble walking. Um, and we ended up praying for her. And when we prayed for her, her hip locked back into proper alignment. Wow. Her leg grew out in front of our eyes and she just oh started gosh. running around the church, just tears flowing down her face. And it was just... The the Lord healing is just one of my favorite things. This is so, so beautiful. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. We heard a testimony um, here at the Song Lab just, just this past weekend that one of the songs that we wrote, uh, one of the songs that, that Joseph um, was a co-writer with at our last Song Lab, um, there was a testimony of healing that happened um, mm. while that song was being played in worship the other day. Yes. Uh, so, so beautiful. God, your grace is amazing. Lily, did you have did you have one too? Um, so um, Mark and I led worship at a a youth camp one yeah. summer, uh, extreme faith camp, um, and it was beautiful. There was a night of worship. Um, I forget if it was with just the high schoolers or when the middle schoolers came in. Yeah, but it was so beautiful just seeing the surrender of these these kids. Um, and a lot of them had you know physical ailments and things that were hindering them. Um, there was a, a guy there who broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the worship, we saw him stand up and take off his, you know, crutches. He was holding onto his crutches. He like let them go and started jumping in the front. Wow. And so don't we found out. Yeah, don't try that at <laughs> home. Um, but we found out Jesus healed him during worship and uh, it was so beautiful. Praise God. That's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Uh, man. Okay. Uh, Mark, Lily, thank you so much for being with us, for sharing. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I, I don't even know where we're going to go. I think I'm going to wrap up, um, kind of with maybe a little summary of, of some of the things that stood out to me from the create conference. And we might even, uh, have just a brief moment to, um, to, to share some of the fresh fruit from this weekend's conference. So, Tune on with us in just a couple moments. Thanks for joining us for Beyond Damascus. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. What do you do on Sundays? You go to church? No, I golf. Ever make a hole I want? No. Well, why don't you pray a little bit? Pray. Yeah, pray. Oh, why I need to pray? 
I could give you 50 reasons. <laughs> For more information on Mother Angelica, visit Religious Catalog at EWTNRC.com. Now, not only can you watch EWTN anywhere, but anytime with EWTN On Demand. Get on-demand access to more than 12,000 EWTN programs, including live shows and specials, all in one place, all free. Just go to EWTN.com forward slash on-demand. There's nothing to fill out, no memberships required, and no fees to pay. All you need is an internet connection, and you're good to go. EWTN On Demand. Fast, easy, and free. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. We are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I am your host today, Aaron Richards, and I'm joined here by my guests, um, Mark and uh, Lily McMillan. I was just talking about my daughter, Leah, and I was like, your name's not Leah, your name's not Leah. Mark and Lily have been with us. It's been an amazing show. If you didn't catch the first and second segments, tune in again. Um, oh, you can, you can download this wherever podcasts are found. Uh, our theme for today's show has been partnering with the creative power of God and seeing our life transformed. They have an amazing testimony of finding God through worship and actually being called now into a missionary life as, uh, I don't know, this may not even be a title, but like worship missionaries called to actually lead the church in worship and prayer. Um, on a full-time basis as they're raising their young family. And what an inspiring, amazing story. Check out that second segment if you didn't catch it here already today. I want to wrap up. Uh, I, I've, I've said it a couple times. I'll risk saying it again. We just finished a conference called Create here at Damascus. And um, the first time that I, I, I partnered with uh, the Song Lab team from Atlanta was last summer in Houston. Joseph and I went down and we had a transformative experience there. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use this analogy. Uh, sometimes I used to think that, I guess it's not an analogy, uh, whatever this is. Sometimes I used to think that songwriting happened when a musician was like spontaneously struck by the muse of God in the secret intimacy of prayer, right? And that was it. And um, what what my eyes were open to, like the gospel reading that I shared at the beginning of the show, is that Jesus expects us to bear fruit whether we're in season or not. And one of the things that Song Lab spoke to me was that as Christians, we have the capacity to participate in the creative power of God, the creative life of God, uh, even when we're not in a moment of like dramatic uh, spiritual um, possession, right? I don't, I, I, songwriting doesn't just happen when I step into the chapel and God strikes me with a muse. Um, but songwriting can happen when I go to God and I say, hey, God, uh, here's the next two hours of my life. Let's write a song together. And um, it's just such an amazing, we had, we had 75, 80 people here over the last three days and we wrote uh, 60, 70 new songs that didn't exist before this weekend. And uh, I'm in, I, I've invited Mark to share just a little bit about one of the songs that, that he um, participated in. Lily, did you participate in this one or, or no? No, so he was with a group of um, a couple other people that, Yay. Um, totally new. Yay. Okay. So let's let's hear it, brother. All right. I never knew that I could be this close. I never knew that I could be this close. I never knew that I could be 
this close So I come close As you come close Ah, that's awesome. Yay. Okay, so that I, I asked Mark just to share um, a, a brief little excerpt, and oh, those words are amazing. Um, tell me the tell me the inspiration behind that one. Yeah, it like we were just sitting down in a group, and we were just like, "What do we want to write a song about?" And we were just we were thinking about just the Lord's intimacy and how when we're with Him, we, we never knew that we could really be that close to His heart. You know, we just want to be like so close to His heart that we're like. I can be this close. You yeah. Know? Like just ev- getting closer and closer and closer and being like, oh, and I never knew I could be this close now. It's like, <laughs> it's just always true in the intimacy of the Lord, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that. And I can't wait. We've recorded demos of all of the songs that were, that were created this weekend. And I don't know how you'll find those, but man, check out, uh, check out Damascus on, um, on social media, follow us on, on YouTube. Our Damascus worship channel is is picking up steam. Um, we've dedicated just a tremendous amount of focus and energy and resource toward it. Because why? Because we want to bless what God's doing. Um, follow Simple Offering on YouTube or Instagram or check them out on Patreon uh, to be able to learn how to support more and more the work that God's doing through this amazing couple. And uh, I, I just can't say it enough. If 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 you've been inspired in today's show— to pick up an instrument for the first time or again, um, I, I want to I want to speak that word of challenge to you that you have the capacity to partner with the creative heart of God and see something new come into the world that didn't exist before. Uh, that's that's one of the words of encouragement that I always am so moved by. You know, after after a team at one of these retreats will will write will write songs and we'll come back and we'll share and. You know, uh, here's here's 30 new songs. Um, one of the leaders will stand up and say that didn't exist two hours ago in the world, and uh, it's just such a such a powerful witness to what God to what God is doing. If you liked what you what you heard on on um, Awake My Soul here at Damascus, this is how a lot of those songs came to be. We sat and we said, God, um, we want to partner with you in bringing to life the heart that you have for your church. Friends, thank you for joining us today for Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Check out this show for reruns uh, or to download other episodes wherever podcasts can be found. And otherwise, you know, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN, and we are carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Uh, we, we appreciate you tuning in. I pray that this show was inspirational to you and that it'll transform your life in the same way that it's transformed, that God has transformed mine and Lily's and Mark's. Thanks for joining. God bless.